Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I am here to get you empowered, inspired, and excited to take your next solo travel adventure. Every week, we're going to share tips, we're going to dive into destinations, we're going to talk with other experts all about solo travel so you can learn ways to make the most out of your next adventure. So thank you for joining us. Enjoy this episode. Hello, solo travelers. Welcome to episode two of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Today, we're going to talk all about that big B word, you know, the one that lingers over your head when you're planning for a vacation or when you're buying a house or even when you're just paying your bills. It's called budget. That is the B word we are going to be talking about today, how to budget and how to save for your next solo adventure. Now, I, I'm i not going to lie. Budgeting is something I struggle with, okay? I like, I'm one of those living caviar dreams on a starting budget. <laughs> and so I definitely understand that for some people, it is so hard to sit down, put a pen to paper, outline your spending, where you want to spend things. But I'm really hoping these tips that have helped me get on track with my budgeting when it comes to a trip will help you. So really, there's two two approaches, you know, for preparing your solo budget, and that's how much money you have and when, where, and how you want to travel. <laughs> you know, you got to look at what you have currently coming in and what you're looking to do so you can plan out how you are going to spend it. If you're someone who is dead set on a destination, you know you want to go there, you will want to use these tips to really determine the cost of your trip. And if they exceed your budget... You may want to consider shifting dates to an off-peak season, or if that doesn't work, maybe waiting, you know, to travel to allow yourself more time for saving. So I'm going to go through how to really plan out your budget. Then I'm going to take some time and teach you how to save. You know, these are just my tips. Take it or leave it. I am not a financial expert by all means, but this is what I have found helped me make travel a priority and something that Although I am not rolling in the dollars, I am able to take these amazing vacations pretty much whenever I want, and it's pretty awesome. So one area that I want to make sure you really know is that your travel, so your flight, your train, your car, whatever that might be, and your accommodations are typically going to be your two largest expenses. So transportation is really going to include anything from flights to trains to the cruise to the car rentals, etc. And you're going to want to make sure that while you're looking at those costs, you're not just looking at, okay, this is how much my flight costs. Cool. No, you got to also look, especially now that they've broken things down so much at what are those baggage costs? Are meals included? you know, on the flight? Do you have to pay for a blanket? You know, there's some flights, I think JetBlue, you pay for a blanket. It's crazy. Um, So you want to make sure that you're looking at every single way you could be charged for your travel (laughs) and make sure you're taking that into factor. So if you're renting a car, gas, do you have to get windshield wiper fluid? Are you going to need to put air in the tires? You know, these are little things. Make sure you're planning it out. And I know that sounds super detailed, but in the long run, it's really going to help you. Accommodation is by far the largest expense, especially if you're someone who's looking for a more upscale, 
all-inclusive luxury, you know, accommodation experience. So this includes hotels, resorts, hostels, vacation home rentals, anything like that where you are laying your head, that's an accommodation. And you're going to want to make sure that when you're looking at the different prices, you're taking that nightly rate and then multiplying it by the number of nights that you're going to be there. I know that sounds like common sense, but I can't tell you the amount of times I've been looking online and it'll say the hotel's like 500 bucks. I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Not bad. Yeah, that's $500 a night. (laughs) So it's crazy. And, you know, don't forget some hotels charge resort fees. Um, Some charge taxes on site, not when you're booking. So make sure you really look at that. Um, because you want to make sure that you're factoring in the amenities and things like that. So those are your two largest expenses that you're going to find while planning your vacation. So what are some of those other areas that you're going to find yourself spending money while you're traveling? You know, it's not just your travel and accommodations. You also got to factor in food and beverage. This expense can vary tremendously depending on where you're going, what the currency exchange rate is in those areas, what you're looking to eat, etc. You know, you really want to be sure to confirm if any meals are included with your accommodations. So sometimes you could stay at a hotel where breakfast is complimentary. Um, are you taking a tour that includes lunch? You know, make sure you're looking at the big picture. And a pro tip is to really try to go light for breakfast and lunch by taking advantage of hotel breakfasts, utilizing your in-room fridge, should you have one, to store light snacks or yogurts or oatmeal for the morning, and even lunch items. I've used fridge for deli meats and bread and made my own sandwiches because I knew I'd be venturing throughout the day and I did not want to waste any time. Um, And then venture out for dinner. So I typically spend the most on my dinner because that's when I like to sit down, the day's winding down, daylight's winding down, and so I like to enjoy a couple glasses of wine, have a great meal, people watch, (laughs) and everything like that. So definitely make sure you realize that's going to vary depending on what type of food you want to eat and all of those things. Also, excursions and activities. You know, unless these items are included in an organized tour that you may be taking, so let's say you take a Kentucky Kentucky tour. Sometimes Kentucky has included excursions. But if you're doing anything additional or if you're planning your own self-guided trip, and you are planning out every excursion you're going to take, you're going to likely want to explore museums and local attractions and maybe take in a show or something of the sort. And all of these activities are going to have costs, okay? And so you want to try to plan ahead and purchase in advance where you can. If you're working with an agent, this is something they can help you with. I know I help a lot of my clients plan out their excursions and activities. And I also know that sometimes you might plan something out and maybe you just aren't feeling it when you're there. And so I make sure when I'm planning these out for my clients, I'm including cancellation policies, so on and so forth, so you don't feel too restricted or tied down to one of the excursions that you might be taking. I know there's a lot of spontaneous travelers 
So when planning this, make sure you're looking to, oh, I should probably get a reservation for this because it's something that usually sells out. If it's something that you can go day of, then play those by ear. That's where your spontaneity can come in. So definitely make sure you're also looking at the different activities you want to do because the last thing you want is to be on your trip. Realize you have to pay to go to this place you've been dying to go and not having it in your budget or having the extra funds to cover that. That would be so heartbreaking and I do not want that for you. Travel insurance, especially right now in the world of COVID, please, please, please get yourself some travel insurance. It'll save you a headache. It'll save you losing thousands of dollars should anything happen and you can't take your trip. It can be expensive, okay? Um, It's not like it's only 20 bucks. You know, it's 100, 200, 300, depending on what, where you're going, how long you're going for, and how much you're spending on your trip. That's how they kind of factor in what the insurance cost is going to be. And it's going to save you a ton of money though, because should you cancel your trip, there are policies that have, that are in place that will refund you everything. I was in Peru and Hurricane Irma actually hit the States in the port that I was flying into. And I ended up getting stuck, which I was not mad at because Peru is gorgeous. I ended up getting stuck in Peru for an extra like 11 days. And because of that, it was, uh, gosh, almost about a grand extra in expenses. Now, thank God, and I'll get into this in my tips, and I've said it before, I had my emergency cash stash, so I had extra money set aside should anything like that happen. I always factor that into my budget. I was able to fund it, and when I put in my insurance claim, I got all of that refunded and then some. So it is so important to have insurance. Also, like I just got done saying, have that safety stash, okay? An emergency budget for should anything happen, your trip get extended, all of those things. You, the last thing you want to stress about while on your vacation is money. And so plan your budget, but also have a safety stash, okay? Whether you go a bit over so you can take that, you know, excursion that you really wanted to do that maybe you forgot to budget, all of those things. Or should an emergency happen, it's so good to have that extra pocket of money, and lastly, souvenirs. I'm someone, I always get souvenirs for my family. I'm a knickknack, you know, collector. <laughs> and so every location I go to, I get myself one thing, just one little thing um, for my travel shelves. And then I get stuff for family. And so I factored that into my budget. Um, if you're not into souvenirs, if that's not something you do, then you don't need to worry about this. But that's something that I make sure I factor in so there's no surprises. So those are your six kind of main components when it comes to planning out your budget, okay? But now you're, you're wondering, I'm sure, okay, cool, I'm budgeting, I know all this, but how do I even start to save for my next trip? Like, how do I, how do I plan this all out so I can actually start budgeting? You know, how do I make sure I have the money to budget? <laughs> and that's where I want to definitely help you. And so, you know, one myth and misconception people have is that you need to have a lot of money in order to travel. And that can't be the furthest thing from the truth. It is one of the biggest myths that surround travel. Of course, the more money you have, the more you'll be able to afford luxurious hotels and lavish dinners and so on and so forth. However, you can still have an amazing trip on a budget. Okay, I do not have tens of thousands of dollars spent on lavish vacations, but you best be sure when I am on a vacation, I am having the best time and doing everything I want to do to really experience the culture and have a lifetime memory of a trip. And so here are some here's some tips. 
on how to save. Again, I am not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial pro, but these, this is what helps me. So first things first is you want to take control of your finances. If you're just throwing money all around, this is never going to work for you. Before you even start planning out where you're going to go, what you're going to do, make sure you know exactly what's coming in and out of your bank account. Okay, you're going to need to fully understand what your expenses are and if there's any that you can cut out, at least temporarily, while you save for your trip. So is there a subscription that you're part of? Like maybe you get, you know, FabFitFun or some other type of description. Maybe you should pause that for a little bit and that's an extra 50 bucks you're throwing into your savings every, you know, quarter to go towards your next trip. There's loads, guys, loads of free budgeting apps and templates that can help you manage your finances, okay? And find one that works for you. Just go through, you know, the iTunes store or Android and all that jazz and look for one that works for you. I've used ones like Trim. I've used Capital. I personally now just have my own Excel spreadsheet that works for me, but there's loads of apps if you're someone that needs it more guided, Once you have a better view of your finances, you're going to be able to cut out any non-essentials. So any type of subscriptions, any types of, do you really need that Hulu account? Do you really watch Hulu that much? You know, looking at all those different things. Do not take credit out just to finance a trip. Okay. I mean, unless you can pay it back immediately, don't do it. Don't ruin your finances and the future of your finances just so you can go on vacation, okay? You want to make sure you're really, really planning this out. Also, maybe look into opening a travel savings account. So I use an app called Capital, and that's Q-A-P-I-T-A-L. This allows you to set goals for savings, and one of which is for a vacation. So anytime I have a vacation, I set myself a goal. Um, and of how much I want to save and I can, you could set different rules. So I do it every time I use my bank card to make a purchase. So whether it's gas or groceries or lunch, it rounds it up to the nearest $2. So let's say I spend, you know, $48 and 10 cents, it'll round it up to $50 and that $1.90 over the $48 and 10 cents that I spent goes into this savings Okay, it automatically goes there. It's out of sight, out of mind. You don't even think about it. There's other rules where they have that dollar a week rule, a dollar a week rule. (laughs) So week one, a dollar gets deposited. Week two, two dollars, three dollars, so on and so forth. So at the end of the year, you have X amount of dollars in your savings. I love this. It's a great way to start saving for a vacation or for whatever, buying a house, whatever you want to do. And there's so many rules. You can even do where it automatically deducts $100 a week, whatever rule you set. And it's a great way to save without opening a separate account at a bank and going through all that, you know, especially if you're someone who doesn't really like banks. So that's my favorite app for saving. And you could do it as little or as much as you want. I typically pay for my trip. So like the flight and accommodations. And then I use capital for my spending money, my food and beverage money, so on and so forth. So that's typically what I use capital for because I am someone who I plan vacations out a year in advance to give myself a year to save a ton of money for spending so I can have the vacation I look to have. Now that doesn't mean I don't travel on a whim. I do. But when I'm looking for a real like long trip or something I'm going to be spending an extended amount of time at, I usually plan a year out. You want to really make sure that, you know, taking control of your finances, looking to open a travel savings account, this all means getting serious about saving, okay? And if you really want to save, you have to 
get serious about it. This might mean making sacrifices to the everyday luxuries you've had. And like I said, that might mean canceling subscriptions that you've enjoyed or making your own coffee at home versus stopping at Starbucks in the morning. Maybe getting a home filter, you know, get a Brita instead of buying bottled water, which you shouldn't do anyway because that plastic is horrible. Um, stop going out for lunch and other meals, make lunch at home, bring that to work. Um, learn some recipes. You can incorporate really fun things into what you're saving. So let's say instead of going out to dinner all the time, maybe you have a, maybe if you're going to Peru, you do a Peruvian cuisine night at home with your significant other, your friend or your family member, so on and so forth. And you incorporate what you're going to be experiencing on the trip into the fun before you go. I love doing that. Um, take up a new skill, you know, learn how to do your own nails instead of going and spending the 50 plus dollars at a salon. And again, this is just temporary while you save. It's not forever. Um, cut tobacco and alcohol. They're both bad for you anyway. Um, so, you know, cut those out for a while and maybe, you know, spend nights in versus going out, which right now is rather easy. (laughs) So you can, you know, save money by not, not going out so much. Um, if you know, the current job you have isn't helping you fund this and you can't really save. And if you are someone who is strapped and really living paycheck to paycheck, make some extra income. Do you have a hobby or a skill that you could market and make extra income from? Are you good at cleaning, cleaning houses? There's no shame in this type of stuff because guess what? People are going to be, you're going to be laughing at everybody else when you're on these amazing vacations and they're wondering how and why, because they can't go. And so one, one program that I love is Upwork. So that's U-P-W-O-R-K.com. And it has a bunch of freelance contract positions. So you can look for a virtual assistant or data entry jobs. People are looking for people just to type and transcribe vocal, you know, recordings and things like that. Look at that. They only take like a few hours a week and you can make an extra few hundred bucks a month from it. You know, so that's a really great, um, site to go to, to look for any type of jobs. Maybe you want to pick up Lyft or Uber, things like that, but don't count that out. I know, you know, a lot of people feel bad that, oh my gosh, I already have a job. I have to work two jobs now. If the, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's you need to have multiple streams of income. So guess what? You're a step ahead of the game. If you're making extra income on the side, it's why I became a travel agent. You know, I have my full-time job that I adore and that I love, and I have no thoughts of ever leaving. But I knew I needed multiple income streams because guess what? Nothing is guaranteed. And I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to still be able to pay my bills and support myself. And so there is no shame with getting a second second income. And last but not least, above all else, (laughs) before you start saving, figuring out your finances, everything, travel has to become a priority to you. Okay, regardless of any steps you take to save, you must make travel a priority. Stop assuming it's out of reach. Start looking at your expenses differently. And instead of prioritizing a new pair of shoes or a new outfit or whatever, put that money into your travel savings. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you, you, you can do it. It is should be treated just like another bill. Okay, like you pay your electric, you pay your travel savings. You know what I mean? So Make it a priority, and I promise you guys, you will be able to take your solo adventures without any stress about having the money to do so. 
So that's all I got for you this week. I hope you have learned something. If you have, share it with us. I would love to know how this has helped you plan your next solo trip and have a good day, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Please be sure to follow us on Apple Music and Spotify and give us a rating so we know how you're enjoying the content. Also, don't forget, sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with the latest information from Solo Travel Woman.